Hi guys! Hope everybody's having a good day or slowly getting started on our live here. Just waiting for my baby daddy. Just kidding, my husband. And and then we'll also wait for our guest, Michael. He will be on here soon, so we're just waiting around, waiting for them and yeah, hope you guys enjoy this. We're gonna be talking about we're getting to know Michael as well. You guys will get to know us a little bit some more or maybe some of the things that we've already mentioned. If you haven't checked out on our YouTube channel, we do we do talk about us. We have some videos on there with the QA as well. Make sure you visit that. You can look us up uh, with our indigenous traditions on YouTube. So yeah, we're just gonna wait for a little bit. Okay, so Michael is on. Hello. How's it going? Oh, okay. We can hear you now. You guys can hear me? You guys can hear me? Yes. All right. Can you hear me good? Yeah, I got you. Got you loud and clear. Okay. Good to see you guys. This delayed about a I know. Curtis is going to wait for Johnny to come here. But how you doing, Michael? Pretty good. Pretty good. Good. I haven't spoken to you in a bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you got set up. You're still there, right? Yeah, I still got you. Okay, just checking, trying to get this figured out right now. <clears throat> so what's what's new? Nothing much, man. Just <laughs> I go to work and I go home and if I if I get to travel, I get to travel in the meantime, you know. The and then um, other times it's like, okay, um, we're not working all week. Okay, what do I do with myself? So we <laughs> figure out something to make, or I have a whole table full of stuff, and then it's just like. Uh, maybe I'll watch a movie today. <laughs> maybe I won't work on anything. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, other than that, uh, um, that's like, okay, my life is pretty simple. We're not working. All right, got it figured out. All right, so we start. We want to get this podcast thing going, Ryan. Something like that. Oh, baby's crying. <laughs> the kids are sleeping right now. I think you gotta squeeze can, can you see me? Michael, can you see Johnny? Oh, yeah? Yeah, I can see him. Oh, yeah. I can see him. Can I squeeze him more? Yeah. Can you see me? Wait, no, I didn't get to Sleeping good. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, getting this um, podcast thing going, getting other people's stories up and running. So, let's see. All the noise in the background. But that's for you. Nothing much, man. I'm just, like I said, I'm just here. You know, sometimes I'll put a, you know, I don't know. I don't know if you actually check out any of the live streams that I do. I usually, you know, put up some just because I get inspired by, you know, a learning lesson throughout the day or something popped in my head, kind of like a reiteration of maybe an old learning lesson that I came across mm -hmm. or maybe a part that I missed myself. Um, other than, uh, I was telling stories on uh, the social distance powwow. Um, we were sharing stories in that regard because um, you know, you and me is is as much as, as long as you guys probably know me, and um, and in my my years of service, I did eight years active duty United States Marine Corps. Uh -huh. And um, throughout my travels, I went, you know, I went across the world and I went across the states. And then on top of that, on top of that, I was kind of off the powwow trail for a lot of years since I left. But in the meantime, I was really trying to attend um, ceremonies. And so at ceremonies, I meet a lot of, um, I meet a lot of, uh, what do you call it, uh, elders and knowledge keepers and spiritual leaders. Sometimes I just get lucky, you know, get lucky with, uh, you know, maybe one of the elders or one of the knowledge keepers or one of the spiritual leaders would, you know, bring me aside and, um, you know, tell me something, tell me something good, tell me a story, uh, a teaching, something. And then so to me, I just figured, you know, as I, I was getting older and then I was, you know, I, I got into, uh, got into Sundance and I got into some traditional ceremonies and then a lot of the time, that what happened was uh, some of these teachings would come up in the in the in lodge. You know, we're, we're sitting there sweating, and um, some of those teachings would come up. And then I was sitting there. Sometimes, you know, I'd be I'd just be thinking to myself out loud. And sometimes I forget these things. Yeah. And so I just thought to myself to you know be one of these these people that's not one of these um, I guess like knowledge hoarders or whatever yeah. you want to call them. <laughs> <laughs> I've met people even from your tribe where they know your language, man. And it's like sad. Like, why? Why won't you do that? If you're, mm. you're preserving culture, you're preserving. They say your language has has a DNA. It's like it's it's a genetic codex to yourself. When you go right to here, ceremony, man. right here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 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 
got to do the same thing. See? Uh, <laughs> sure. I'm the only one that's missing mine. Oh. I got to go get one. <laughs> yeah, so I, just, I just figured, you know, it, it's kind of sad when it comes down to when we have these stories, we have these teachings, we have this language, and someone might need it. Someone's going to need it somewhere down the line. And I figured one of these days, I go, you know, I'm going to really sit with myself and just kind of meditate on everything I ever learned, try to remember it as best I can, because I started forgetting some stuff. So that was, that's what was concerning me, because I'm, I'm, I'm only 42 years old, and I'm just like, damn, I'm forgetting stuff? What the heck? <laughs> you ever stop in the living room, like, hey, you're going to go to the kitchen, and you're probably going to get yourself a, you know, a cup of coffee, and all of a sudden you're just like, <laughs> That happens all the time. Like, what was I doing? It's, it's normal here. It's normal here. The little Rango person that stops and stares right there. <laughs> what did you say? It's a defense mechanism. I'm praying. She goes. I was meditating on my breath because they say every breath is a prayer. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go breathe over there. <laughs> <laughs> I think about those things. I, I don't want to forget these things. And if they were taught to me, I might as well teach them to everybody else and not be one of these hoarders that's just hoarding the language or hoarding stories and good teaching. They're, they're for everybody, you know. And I'm I'm constantly saying this. this. Um, if if it was given, I'm only taking care of it just for a little while. Somewhere down the line, I could die tomorrow. I could die right now. And if I didn't pass it on, then what was the point? You know, it's just like one of us goes away, a little bit of our ways goes with us. So I just, I, I don't want to do that. You know, so that's how I was seeing stuff, you know, with, so with storytelling like overall. To share on your Instagram? Yeah, so I just, it's all lessons and, and storytelling. And then with the social distance powwow, like I said, the, the experience is a little bit different there because I'm one of these guys that, you know, I'm sorry. I don't. Maybe it's a veteran thing, but I, I'm sorry. I'm gonna call people out if they're gonna they're gonna call me out on like where I'm from, who I am, all that kind of thing. I'm just like, you know, full disclosure. This is not my story because I'm not trying to say anything about your people because the story was shared to me. But I'm the one telling it. And if you were so righteous, maybe you should be telling it instead of me because you're from that side. It was really re-pounded into them because then it makes them man this guy's a prick. and i'm just like well i have to be a prick to protect myself because i mean guess what i'm not trying to bow down i already did that you know i served my time i bowed down already dude my i said my post always get denied on that <laughs> oh, <exactly. laughs> i'm like forget i'm not so th those are things that I, I kind of look at in regards to being a knowledge keeper and things like that. Just because, you know, I, I, I'm, you know, I, I said it before. You guys probably heard me before say it. Like, I'm like Luke Skywalker and the whole world is Darth Vader, That's you know. Right. And it's like, I believe there's still good in people. That's how I see it. So I'm trying to see the good in people. And it's like, yeah, people send me hate mail and send me, you know, terrible things and things like that. And I just say, you know what, more power to you. You know, if that's how you feel, I got to see where you're coming from, because all I'm trying to do is just a good thing. And for every action, Newton's law, <coughs> there's, a, there's a, a 
equal and or opposite reaction, you know. So you try to put some put something good out there, you're probably gonna get a you know a, a, a awkward or opposite reaction. Yeah. So that, that was that was my experience on the social distance powwow um, story page, but um. Okay. So now I'm just kind of working, trying to figure out the ropes with podcasting. Same thing. Like I, I really want to do some podcasting um, with an interactive and interactive group. And this way, it's like we have three of us here. This is cool because we, we can throw input out there in, in, in hopes to put a message that's, you know, something constructive. I'm not going to say it's good. It just has intention. You know? So mm-hmm. there's an intention there and it has a vibration that is positive, I would say, then um, in a sense, we're, we're going to put something out there for people to kind of latch onto and relate to. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm tripping out on your memes, Johnny. You got me tripping, man. I'm tripping, man. On the what? Like mean on King, what? Johnny. <laughs> All your memes, dude. Hey, man. I got to share it. Can't be hoarding that stuff, man. But the thing is, uh, I don't... Wait, wait, wait. Okay, okay. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Uh, you, you caught up? All right. Wait, no, 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 wait. You want to finish what you're saying? Or yeah. let me start it all yeah. off? I don't okay. want to be hoarding it, and I don't like explaining my jokes. So if they don't understand them, they don't understand them, all right? It's not for them. <laughs> all right? <laughs> you don't get it, you don't get it, all right? I'm not going to explain and get everybody pissed. <laughs> the only for those, that little niche is all I want. <laughs> all right, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> A live reaction to somebody's meme, you know, like, like, hey, Johnny just posted this meme. I want to see, like, at least 10 people at the same time react at the same time. Just because it's like, I want to see that face where Johnny gets to say, like, oh, it's my fault. You're stupid. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I have so many DMs. They're so funny. Like, oh, you're, these are hilarious. And I need to keep them going. I'm like, those are funny, man. I'm sorry, but they're hilarious. Oh, what does this mean? <laughs> she's your cousin we um we always get mistaken as brother and sister here and there oh yeah <laughs> and then, like as yindi and johnny and Ita, i don't know why and then we go yeah we are and then we kiss <laughs> and then walk away <laughs> all dumb <laughs> just leave it as it is we don't care i don't know them, so what the hell <laughs> yeah that's awesome dude all right you can yeah, okay. okay show us the intro yeah, now that we've gotten all comfortable, loosened up. So I wanted, let's see, we got a, a few viewers now. And mm-hmm. so just wanted to introduce ourselves. I'm Yendi Nito. I'm Cachiquel Maye from my mom's side. And then from my dad's side, I'm Mexican. Johnny Nito from Tule River Indian Reservation out in Central California. All Mike. of it. <laughs> Michael. <laughs> I'm Michael Runningwind. I'm a descendant from the Six Nations, Ontario, Canada. Um, I am Seneca, and I'm also Moscow Apache. So uh, nice to meet everybody. You know, feel free to add if you like. It's good fun. If, if you like cigarettes and knives. Cigarettes and knives. Not cigarettes either. <laughs> you gotta get a pillbox. Um, what is your Instagram username? Um, right now, I am under the road soda. And all the, one, like, um, the underscore road underscore soda. Like so, soda? there's a little story behind it. Yeah, soda. Oh, yeah, there's a little story behind it. So, um, um, me and my good buddy, his name is David Key. I, ho- I hope he tunes in somewhere down the line. But uh, David Key, we went to school together at the Art Institute of uh, San Diego, and um, 
we both lived in Hawaii for a really long time, and we, we know a lot of the Kanakas out there. Right, right, right. Easy on that word, man. We got Thule viewers yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> Spirits are flowing, man. Spirits are really flowing, man. <laughs> I'll be trying to teach stuff on here, man. Those are for... <laughs> I'm gonna stop moving my hands, bro. Just like you know, picking, picking on, man. Man, he said that live. <laughs> <laughs> this is what it's about. Should have sent you a little like rules of what to do, what not to do okay. before the live. Hold on. Well, this is why we have these, so we can just. Hey, this is our first one too. Okay, everybody, I apologize. This is our first live. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anywho i'm gonna try not to move my hands so i get the italian blood not flowing there <laughs> so my buddy he he always say like hey did you know that if you pour anything into like a big gulp cup or like any kind of cup like even a even a coffee mug when you get in the car it could be a beer it could be whiskey it could be water it could be a concoction of some nature it could be food all they call it is a road soda. That's it. So it's just like you're just rolling in road soda. But the only thing is, it has to have bubbles. So I don't know how you put food in a cup and then make it have bubbles. That's interesting. But yeah, supposedly that's the rule. So I just said, I remember that. I like, I'm going to own that right now. I'm just going to just say, you know, the road soda. If you have a show or something, I'm just going to call it the road soda. It's just like, yeah, hold on. Let me grab this remote real quick, put it in here. And say it has bubbles. <laughs> so no matter what it is, they just say oh, it's road soda. Yeah, it's just it's called like the road safe. soda. You're gonna go, because you're going to go on a drive, so it's just like the road soda. Oh, okay. Very interesting. So I just thought it was cool. So I was just like, yeah, <laughs> I dig it. Because I must have ate like raw fish out of a cup, I don't know how many times. And I was like, wow, that whole that whole time was called a road soda. Didn't even know. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, the road soda. You guys want you feel free to add me. I'm at the the underscore road underscore soda. Um, here you on guys want to hear some good stories, learn some things from him. <clears throat> Make sure you follow him. He goes live a few times. I'm sure you you post some of the videos too on your Instagram, right, or your Facebook. Yeah, on Instagram and and on Facebook. I'm under Facebook uh, at Hale Hale is H A L E. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! They say hell why. I mean, it's not hell why. It's holly by. So um, <laughs> it means a water house. So, yeah, I had this whole vision about doing a water house media thing, podcasting, videos, uh, video production, uh, media production, things like that down the line. It takes a long time to get licensed for all those you know things so it's just like a i'm trying to get the services rendered so it's a it's a long process oh. new covid there's like paperwork and there's mm -hmm. people that have to sign off and pass paperwork from point a to point b to get licenses for things like that and so what's up big bro um but uh yeah that's uh that's uh one of the things that i was was and i'm still aiming for it just takes a long time you need a little bit of money because you have to have a a forwarding name and all these kind of things for for um, licensing and what nature just in case somebody decides that they want to sue you. So mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, big, big uh, processing. Has it been but, a longer process because of COVID, like them having to figure out 
how they're going to do things or is this still the same like being online well um you can go online i know that and it's just like because there's stuff in the office there's there's still someone that has to manually push a button to send something from point a to oh. point b if complete the systematic way you can get it to a, oh, okay. a department real easy so it's one of those you know long process kind of things so i'm hoping in the near future that that's going to happen and and uh you know, I'm working on it, just doing small production things. I don't know if you guys have been following, but you guys seen some of the studio stuff that I was doing. And yeah, you never accept my live stuff. I just do it to mess with you. <laughs> oh, man, I do, I do. I'm like, hold on, wait. And then sometimes it'll say, oh, you have a bad connection or whatever, and I can't add nobody. And just, <laughs> so, yeah, that's, uh, those are, those are things I do, and. And uh, it's 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 a good time, you know. I miss powwowing. I miss you guys. You guys are just, you know, there's there's my circle's small. I say it that way. My circle's small is because it's kind of stay away from drama and you know negativity. Bring down. Yeah. yeah, when people get you and people flow with you, it's it's a little bit, mm -hmm. it's a little, not a little bit easier, a whole lot easier. So, yeah, and even when we see each other, even if it's after a while, like as soon as we see each other, we just start joking around, yeah, laughing, yeah, yeah, and yeah, trying to catch up on with each other's life. I mm. love drama. No, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Office <laughs> reference. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah. Netflix. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even even that. It's just. Yeah, it's even that. It's hard to watch TV. It's hard to watch like stuff. It's still it's a it's a veteran thing, you know. I rather listen to music and replay like the same movie twenty five times just because it's background noise and stuff like that. So, you know, I'm getting used to it. Everybody's trying to turn me on to Netflix and you know and Roku and I don't know what else is out there. You know, like I just found out about that. <laughs> don't worry. Fire stick, the hack version, you know. <laughs> Um, so where did you serve and for how long? I served in a branch called the United States Marine Corps. I served in, um, third battalion, third Marines. And that's located on the beautiful Island of Oahu on the Kaneohe side or what they call the windward side where all the wind comes from. And, um, um, from there, I did most of my training there other than boot camp, boot camps held in San Diego. And uh, infantry training battalion for my job. I was an infantryman, and so we do all of our training over over in San Diego. And then we get moved over to our duty station. And so I, that was my duty station, third battalion. Actually, it was second battalion, third Marines. First, I was with Fox Company. So I did mostly all jungle training. So the greatest parts about me is I grew up in the '80s, and I liked watching Rambo. So yeah, kids crying. Mm -hmm. oh. <laughs> So, you know, growing up in the 80s and watching Rambo and all that jungle stuff, it's like, hey, we got to do stuff like that. I was, I was fun, man. <laughs> yeah. So, did that. And then somewhere down the line, um, after 9-11, uh, we got sent to uh, Bridgeport. So, we did high, uh, high altitude training and then high desert training. And then after all that. Then we got sent to the big sandbox out in Afghanistan, and that was fun. So I saw combat out there, shot some people, some people shot at me. And uh, it, it was a good good eight years of learning what it is to be self-reliant and um, 
I guess in a sense they say it kind of mans you up. You know, I always heard there's two things that are gonna man you up: prison or the military. <laughs> so, yeah. So growing up where I grew up in Fresno, uh, you know. Yeah, you know <laughs> where, where, where nothing comes from. It's like you know, like where'd you grow up? Then no, but it's like what's there? Nothing because it's like no, you know. <laughs> so yeah, so I I I decided to leave in 1998 after after I graduated, did one year of college, and that was it. I was done. I was just like bye. And then I lived in Hawaii for like 18 years. I just got back, literally. Um, right, like right when I met you, the first year, guys, I, I met you guys. That was like when I got back. I got back like literally like nine months right oh, before. I, met. I didn't know that. Yeah, oh. and so, but it's funny because people didn't know, like they didn't know who I was, but I knew who everybody was because they were all like kids my age. Now they're all older, <laughs> you know. And some of them have babies that I knew when they were just little baby babies, and now they, you know, they're trying to prove me like, "What's up, fool? Like what?" Like, huh? <laughs> I'm the champ, out of champ, man. I'm my best champion in life. You know what I mean? I remember when you was in diapers, man. That's so cute. man. Glad that your friends are all the judges and everything picking you. That's great. You stay a champion, man. I'm just gonna let you know you're not a real champion, but you know it's all good. You know, live it, like it, love it. <laughs> that's how that's how I roll. That's cool. I didn't know that. Get your little dirt face away from me. <laughs> I <laughs> got big Johnny over here trying to step on me, looking like looking like a big hairy man trying to step on me and stuff. Like, get in the way, Ryan, doing my spins, grass dancing, jumping bowls, doing my Both doing my twirls. <laughs> I was scared of this guy when he was dancing out there. I thought he was gonna step on me. <laughs> Never seen a big guy move that fast, huh? Yeah, I never know. Not no. It's the agility ladders, man. It was it was like fluffy, man. It was like I didn't know they even moved. Yeah, that's pretty much my journey, and then coming back here, and then you know, just throughout wherever I've been, uh, meeting elders and things like that, and like I said, just telling stories and. All that, and then coming across this life lessons, mm -hmm. just because I think people in this world they need them because we get lost in just everyday life. I guess what they call the social norm, mm -hmm. just nine to five and going to work. And I mean, if you think about it, like we, we get put in lines a lot mm -hmm. when we're born. Like they give us a little barcode and it's lines. Then they put us in a ward, and then we're like covered and aligned, you know, one behind each other. Beside each other, you know, things like that. I got and then you. we go mm -hmm. to yeah, we'll get it. Got and then you. stand in line. <laughs> <laughs> you know? We'll be cutting either. And then in line. There's a line, a couple of students in front of you, some behind you, unless you're in the front row. Some at Starbucks. Then, yeah, so there you go. You gotta wait in line. You gotta wait in line. There's always a line. Man. That's just, that line. That's Starbucks. We're so institutionalized. Just, you know, that's the way it is. It's, we forget that, you know, even as indigenous people, we forget that. You know, we have. There's more to it than that. You know, there's a be a total application of things. On that yeah, right on that Michael, on that right there mm -hmm. with um the two worlds, how was it with um the Marine Corps, you know, fighting for that type of thing, right? And then mm -hmm. fighting for indigenous people on the other side. How did you how did those two conflict conflict with each other, you know, with our mindset and then with the military mindset or Marines mindset? 
Um, it's it it was difficult. It's, it's put it, mentally, it was very difficult. Spiritually, it's very difficult because we have a mindset of of I want I don't want to say that our people were naturally militant. I think that a lot of people that I've ever come across on even on my reservation, they say they say like we were actually a loving people. We we're a very giving people. We 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 greeted people with open arms. That's why they took us over. They took our kindness for our weakness. You know, it's only when it came to the, the threatening of our life that we have to stand up, really rise up, yeah. and fight for our our way of living. You know, in the code of conduct, it says that you know I'm American fighting force, fighting for my way of life. So when I thought about that, I really had to think about. One of those stars represents my state. Mm-hmm. One of those states my land is on, where my people live. So I had to kind of see that mental mm-hmm. breakdown, that ladder going from the big thing to a smaller thing to an even tinier thing. Say, my people live on this land, and I need to fight for them. And it's like people say, oh, you're a corporate protector, man. Da da da. I was like, that was their agenda, not my agenda. Because yeah, when I wrote exactly. it, I tell you what, bro, really, I think you heard me say it before, and it, it kind of breaks me down because. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I'm feeling it right now, too. <laughs> when I raised my hand, I didn't think about me. I was thinking about your kids. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about my, my child. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about my daughter. I was thinking about her kids. I was thinking about my next door neighbor's kids. I was thinking about the kids. I wasn't even thinking about me. You know, I was thinking about if I give my life, they're going to have freedom. And my 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 journey will not be in vain. That's the only thing I could think of, you know, that was about the children. And I'm glad that kids are growing up. That we're seeing that the the affirmation of who indigenous children are. They have a place now. They have a voice. Seven generations stood up. No DAPO, KXL, all that. And now a lot of these kids are stepping out, getting education. Even you, you're young. You're you're younger than me, roughly within the age demographic, but. You guys have a younger following, a younger medium, a younger people following you. And that's great because you guys are shining examples of what it is. Hey, I'm going to go get educated. I'm going to learn something. I'm going to get off my res and go somewhere and go to college and show people this is this is what I'm going to do. And then take it and make something with it and go forward with it, be prosperous with it. A lot of people, they don't know that because they're just taught. People are always taught to struggle. So mm-hmm. when they see the struggle. That's all they know. They grow up with the struggle. They see the struggle. They're educated by the struggle. So all they ever know is the struggle. But when you see past it, like I said, I was thinking about the kids. And then now I say, okay, I fought for my country. Great. He's a fighter. He's a veteran like everybody else. Cool. Now how do I step it up? I went and got my education afterwards. 36 years old, I went back to school, got my education. Got, got a certificate in, in literary arts. I have I have a, I have a degree in um in uh, science and audio production. So I'm just like, Ooh, if I could do it, could do it, you know? So I was like, we got to step it up. We, we can talk about it all we want, mm-hmm. but there's no application. It's it's terrible. So the mindset, coming back to the mindset, I had to think way out there, just like that. I have to be a leader by example. And it teaches that in the Marine Corps. Leadership by example. Get in the dirt with your troops. That's the only way they're going to respect you. It's like, Dude, I got to get in the books so these young people can respect me. You know what I mean? So I had to do that. It's hard, but I thought it was a big picture. It's like, kids, once again, how am I supposed to be a, a a leader and an example if I'm not doing it? You know, if I'm not applying, all I'm doing is talking about it and not doing it. And it's like, 
I got to do it somehow. You know, I struggled with <laughs> living <laughs> off of white rice and honey and whatnot, but it's like, all right, I'll get some ramen or eat out of the out of the freaking vending machine or whatever. But it, it, it was there, and I made it happen. And I, I can say that, you know, I don't want every, I don't want anybody to ever just know that the struggle is the only thing they're ever gonna know. You know, that's, that's terrible. Mm-hmm. There's, there's more to life. There's and there's a lot of free money out there. I don't understand why people don't know that. There's a lot of free money. Go to school. They don't know. <laughs> and it's, it's crazy right. to believe that some people just don't know or just don't apply themselves. Um, but how did, how were you able to look beyond where you were at? Look into, like, everything that you told me that you saw things, how did you get there? How did it begin for you to really well, think like to, that? To finish off the last question, I'll, I'll, I'll tie that one into this one. So it was like the mindset – I already had to see way out there about what I needed to be as an example. Then on the spiritual, the spiritual path, it was hard because yeah, guess what? I put my name on a dotted line and it comes with a package. Mm -hmm. Someone's going to shoot at me and I'm probably going to have to shoot back and I might have to take life and it's not our way. But when nine 11 happened, think about this. This is very, 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 it's, it's intense because there were black people in that building. There was Asian people in that building. There was Mexicans in that building. There was native people in that building. There was other Arabic people in the other Middle Easterners in that building when those buildings went down. But yet those men who devised that particular travesty, they came for everybody. So they didn't care. They didn't care. So it's just like the same way, the inevitability of what death is is saying, did something that's out of your hands. In order for me to see past that, I really had to buck up. I had to really say, you know what? Mm-hmm. Hey, I am a sacrificial lamb, and if I go down, I'm going to go down as some kind of hero. I'm going to go down as something that's going to say I'm, I'm forever remembered because I did something that was for the children, that was for the kids. And that's what drove me because all, all I really thought was my daughter. That's all, that's all I could really think about. Like I just want to let her know that, that I'm here for her, that I did this for her, that that her kids will remember me by some story I might have done out here. Mm-hmm. And to turn it around, they say that when we go out there, when we go out there, we're in another place and we're a different person. That that uniform's a shell. It's like a it's kind of like a robe that you put on and you have to become that. Mm-hmm. We call it the machine. We call it the machine. We plug in and we don't oh. feel nothing. We just go. Yeah. When we come back we have to go to a ceremony, call it a shrouding ceremony, or they call it dark dance. And so they, they take you in a place and medicine men come and they do a specific ceremony to bring all the pieces that you left out there, all the, the different experiences oh. that the trauma that were, you know, hit with something that wasn't natural, mm-hmm. bring those pieces back to kind of put you back together. Oh. You know? And so when you, you do that and you believe in it, all those nightmares and all the things that I was experiencing they they subside, they go away. It doesn't happen overnight, mm-hmm. but it, it slowly go away. Mm-hmm. And I realized that you know what? I've been off my meds for a really long time. And I haven't been didn't need to take them for a long time. I could tell, man. Okay. I could tell. Congratulations. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> I'm just a little more loonier than I was, you know. <laughs> go, go vegan. <laughs> so yeah, so um, it, it came down to that to where it's just like, wow, I really have to take my meds as much. 
I'm I'm sleeping a little bit better, a little more calmer. Uh, some of the training is still there. I still wake up when I hear stuff, and it's just because it's there. Repetition, you know, some things are programmed and they don't they don't go away right away, but they're slowly going away. You know, I don't feel so tense, I feel so diabolical when I'm thinking about when somebody is having a bad day and they yell at me or something for some stupid mm-hmm. reason. You know, it's really mm-hmm. it's just total stupidity on their half rather than somebody trying to impede my integrity you know as a good person so it's 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 one of those things these are a lot of internal things i'm sharing with you but it's a lot of constructive stuff that I'm, I'm sharing with you. and uh, it. i always say that even on my own my own casts my own live streams i say like i'm constantly trying to better myself i'm i'm, I'm reevaluating myself on, on a daily basis so that i can become a better person so that that old michael you know the evil michael that we got in a fight with a while back and I killed him, Michael. He stays dead, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> that's how I see it. <laughs> but yeah, so the, I hope that answers your question in regards to like mindset and mm-hmm. the spiritual the spiritual side, like you know, how to get past the don't oh, man. <laughs> totally well off the rail, man. No, you did good. Thank you. Thank you. Let me see the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I love Napoleon Dynamite, yes. Napoleon Dynamite, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, it's, it's been a long journey, and I'm, I'm glad that it came across you guys. Um, it's it's uh, it, it's an honor because it's like, it, it's, I want to say in the, in the journey, it's been a little rough getting you for people because um, just a trust factor that I've said a lot of things, I opened my heart to a lot of people, and been really what I thought was close to a lot of people and then they turned around and you know bent my old demons to make it sound like they were happening like right now like you know I'm just like yeah okay back in the day I think we all did we all used to drink we all used to get high we all used to do something stupid you know we were addicted to something but then there was people that turned around like oh you know he was a drunk or he's a drunk and I'm just like dang really like you like that's what you think about me it's not what you said it's that you thought of me that way and I'm just like, or still, or still, huh? Still, still, yeah, <laughs> still. And I'm just like, it, it breaks my heart because it's just disappointment. Wow, you know, you said all this standard of what love is and what it is to reach out to fellow natives and pick each other up, lift each other up, you know. But then you're over here dogging me like, wow, you use my past against me to make yourself look good and make me look terrible. I thought about that. It's like, have you ever seen that one that says, yeah, it takes about six pallbearers to lift you up and take <laughs> you to your grave, you know? You're like, sit there, it's like, wow, it takes six people to lift you up and put you in your grave. Imagine if we had six people on a daily basis picking us up to lift us up to make us a better person. Wow. Like, I don't know why we don't do that. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. Christians, Christians, Mormons, Apostolics, Catholics, they will come and knock at your door and say, hey, do you want to come to church? Da, 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 and they make it sound so good. They make sure that they come and invite you to church. Native Americans, we don't do that. It's like, man, hey, don't tell that guy where the ceremony is. Hey, there ain't what's, well, yeah, they'll be talking about sweat and you live down the street. Like, hey, how come you guys didn't tell me about no sweat? Like, they'll just keep on talking. Like, damn, like, dude, you could have saved me these life. You know, bringing them to sweat. You know, I'm like, what? You know, like, right, exactly. Where's my cord? <laughs> $50 I got membership in my backyard in front of everybody. <laughs> All my neighbors. 
That's I got so invited cool. to one of those, and I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> I'm out. No, there's people like that, and it's just, it's sad. It's, it's, it's sad, and uh, I look at our own people. You know, I would hate for us to romanticize something that to where if you can help somebody, help them. I was always taught when, like, when I got my right to pour water as a spiritual leader, things like that. If you have medicine, share it. You know, that's what it is. And it's like, I see you guys do that. You guys are constantly talking to people. You guys are constantly sharing some kind of vibe. And people dig you guys. That's all I've ever heard was like, man, you know, Johnny, you know, Johnny, hey, you know, his woman, you know, you know that family. And they'll go and they'll just start, but, and it's like, Am I standing here with them or am I standing here with you? You know, it's like, <laughs> because they have that vibe you left with them, you know, and that's a wonderful thing. So to me, I think that's that's a form of medicine, that good vibe. You, know, you have that, you have a family goal or family orientated goal to where it's like going somewhere with what you guys are doing, just with your family, your immediate family. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I understand hey, marriage ain't easy. It ain't. It's not, it's not, it's not all peachy keen and, all it takes work. It takes a lot of work. Got a good know. wife. <laughs> He's lucky. He's lucky. Yeah. Yeah, you're lucky, bro. You're lucky. <laughs> Mexicans are proud people, man. They're proud people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're very proud people. Huh? <laughs> what does that mean? Devils. <laughs> They're not ropes. They're not ropes. They're wild. Why is <laughs> my monkey right here? Oh, <laughs> your monkey, my monkey. <laughs> his, his aunt told him how to say wife in his language, the alumni, mm-hmm. and she said monkey. And then he was like, Johnny just responded right away, my monkey. Oh, you're my monkey. Okay, hi, monkey. <laughs> <laughs> that one stuck around for a while. <laughs> you guys are the best though really i think uh, as much as i've ever heard anything about you guys it's just it's wonderful to um hear that you guys place that that kind of um i guess um what is it called like a like a stamp or stain or a branding on people to where they just they repeat what you guys say that's what I was saying. I was like, man, I'm like, like I said, I was like, am I standing here with you guys or am I standing here with them? <laughs> and man, I, I, I hate that though. Honestly, like me and my sister growing up, we were always like the, you know, good in school, do good stuff and do sports and all that. And people would just talk about us like that the same way. And me and her had this natural reaction, you know, in Indian culture or res culture, we're like, Stop talking about me. Everybody's going to talk about me and how good I'm doing and all that stuff or get jealous of me and stuff. And I'm just like, both of us have that wire in our brain, like, leave us alone. <laughs> like, we're, like, 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 we don't, we don't accept it as in, in that way, kind of, kind of a way, because you know how the res talks and all that. Yeah, you know? yeah. You're like, I'm just me. I'm, I'm not that special. What? Yeah, I'm nobody. <laughs> and I say that, bed. Bed. leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. I love my bed. <laughs> <laughs> well, we always talk about that, though. <laughs> but that, yeah, that's it's, it's amazing, you know, that that people have that that ability. They have that ability to be able to have that impact on people, and it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. You know, I bet you guys walk in stores, and it's just like you guys. It's just like you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And then, like, literally, like, two minutes later, there's, like, 150 people that just show up to the store. It's just like, where did these people come from? And, like, they just say, like, vibe. You know, people want that, that goodness, so they, they gravitate to it. You know, you guys are, like, gravitas. And people are gravitating to gravitas, you know, and that's just that's just what happens. It's it's a it's a wonderful thing. So that's that's the way I see it. So I'm just like, when 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 I say things to people, I say, man, I ain't nobody. Like, you don't like me? Go kick rocks, you know. I don't, I don't even hear <laughs> if I wasn't here, you guys would have nothing to complain about. So I was like, all right, you know. <laughs> Turn it off. Yeah, I'm complaining. I don't have you here. Like, where, where'd you go? We miss I'm you. I'm, I'm in the know. That's where I'm at. See? You, see? I've been here the whole time. I've been here the whole time. But guess what happened? I'm in the know. So it's just like, it's like the predator camouflage. It's just like Ben's light. I'm like, hey, oh. I'm here. No, you don't, you don't answer your live, but I'm, I'm trying to live chat with you. <laughs> oh man, see you playing with me now, dog. <laughs> yeah, what's up now? <laughs> yeah. I don't have anything else to make you know stuff fall off the walls right now. So <laughs> I know you're talking like that, man. He's a mono. He's a mono. So can't do that no more. <laughs> but okay. yeah. So I have a question. Right on. Okay, because I met you through Johnny. I don't know if you mm. met him or did you meet him like with when we were already together? Or did you meet him before me? And if so, how did you guys meet? I met him just before. It was like literally like you guys must have been on the cusp somewhere getting to know each other. Oh, we get to know each other. <laughs> <laughs> I met him, I met him um, at I don't remember what powwow it was I met him at. And we were just talking about dancing, this and that. And um, it's, that, it's that grass dancing vibes, man. We all yeah. stick together. That's yeah. what happened. Yeah. <laughs> like, who are you? <laughs> okay, cool. What's up? Let's go, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty much what he says. Oh, hey, yeah. what's up, man? Let's go, let's go get it done. So it was like, cool, let's go get it done, you know? Let's go. Get going, my bobbing heads and everything. All right, let's go. You know, but that was it. And then I remember it was like uh, the Children of Many Colors. You were there at that one. I don't know if you were there yet, but I know that he would disappear every now and then to get on the chat line. No, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. <laughs> Some of them, I don't know. Don't go away on this me. part. Okay, remember that one? <laughs> <laughs> Who was that one? Yeah, I think that, it was a that nice blonde. <laughs> he really wanted an Indian name. <laughs> uh, Did she get it? I don't know anything about that. I hear nothing about that. <laughs> but um, I just remember um, it was, I think it was a couple of powwows after that. I was kind of on and off. I was kind of getting settled in into um, California. And then, uh, then I met you and you were with him. So I was just like, oh, okay, cool, right on, you know, people, people doing things, cool, right on, you know, <laughs> not that I knew what, what was going on, but I just, you know, when people's doing things, all right, it's cool, you know, you know, y'all, y'all hit me down. Nosy guy, nosy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that, that was, 
So it was a journey. Right? Yeah, 2012. 2012. Yeah, 2012, 2013. Because um, I, I clearly remember I had like a, I think I had like a traffic infraction in Hawaii and I had to like fly back to like fix it. Or they weren't going to let me have my, my license back or something. It was, it was crazy. Like, yeah. it was terrible. So I had to fly back and do all that. Yeah, so it's kind of thing that I was doing. You get to meet the new guy now. <laughs> yeah, man. I've seen that. I've been looking at your posts and seeing your little there. Now. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. Who do you look like? <laughs> don't look like me. It's okay. Don't put pressure on him. Oh, okay. his, his own little self. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, like I said it, it, it's it's good to meet you guys and be be a part of your world and whatnot. You know, I'm glad I'm glad that um, we have time. You know, we have time to to talk and get to know one another and revisit one another since since you know the whole COVID shutdown and things like that. It's kind of it's kind of had to learn how to live differently and I feel like with this COVID it's forced a lot of us to see within ourselves because we're home now we don't have all these distractions and it's been a I'd say it's like good and bad with what's going on but um working from home I find it harder going back to the two worlds I find it harder with having kids and the business at home which normally or for other people it's more of their like off time because they're not working at their nine to five job and mm -hmm. then i have to figure out okay within the home how do i find for myself or when can i learn something or who do i speak to to reconnect or learn some more things and so that's where in one of my previous videos i said like he pushes me or um i i've learned from him from his side of of his culture uh, mm -hmm. learn some spirituality things that has helped too and even if we're just conversating about something that feels like okay we're 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 speaking on it we're learning on it or feeding off of each other and that sometimes is just enough for me it's like okay that's enough like mm -hmm. touching into that into into culture that it's like like it fed me for a little bit and then, right, right. Oh, okay, now I got to go attend to the kids or do something else. And with the powwows being gone, I feel like that's something like a little bit less of us just being able to go out there and getting into culture, being with everybody. And like you said, like saying stories or teaching one another something that the other person didn't know. Um, right. And that's just one of the difficult things going on right now. But again, um, I am able to see like other things differently because we're all at home right yeah i think this is a good time for everyone i, I think um in a sense uh, somebody told me well I, actually my good brother's name is jeff luhan and he was saying that our people were solidary people like we we really took time to be with one another and amongst the way that we live we were very solo people at the same time if we didn't have to be then we didn't interact. We just catered to our home, to our family. So this shouldn't be anything new to us, but yet it's just like in the feed, I see a lot of these leaders like, oh man, I miss my friends and I miss powwow and I miss going out and I miss going to do this and do that. Like, 
someone didn't teach you something about our history, like a real, <laughs> the way that it really was, you know, and just like, because we didn't really need all that. We, you lived a life for yourself and you lived in the moment. There was no future plans, this and that, because at the time when we went hunting, guess what? You were being hunted too, because there was flat faced bears and saber tooth tigers and all kinds of crazy stuff that was out there. So, <laughs> You didn't really go out. You you stayed home. You stayed safe and you catered to your family because you knew that any given moment in time could have been your last. And so why do you think we have such rich culture? Because we focused on ourselves. We really honed into ourselves to derive everything that we were feeling on the inside and put it on the outside and share it with one another. That's why I say it's like when you take pictures with, you know, people when they're running work regalia, it's like you're taking a picture of their spirit on the outside. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, you're That's not supposed to. Yeah. So it, it's it's one of those things that we got to learn to accept. And I think it's a good time for healing again because I say a lot of people don't deal with their inner demons. Mm -hmm. They have fight or flight response. They want to go out because they don't want to deal with themselves. They want to go do this because they don't want to deal with themselves. You know, they want to go to the movies and forget about whatever they're going they're going through because they don't want to deal with themselves. Now you're at home. Now you have to deal with yourself. And it's now you gotta clean the house. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you. You have to deal with your mess. <laughs> so I think that I think it's I think it's a beautiful thing. I think it's a constructive thing. I think that it's um something that we need to go back to. You know, we're we're they, they don't say we're going into the future, we're actually going back to the future, which is really strange. It's just like it's like literally the movie, we're going back to the future, you know. So uh, those are the things that we have to do. We have to go backwards to really find ourselves and find ourselves. And uh, you know, I, I thought about you, Yandy, one time. We did this. We did a geneticist. What? And what happened? We found out that we have cultures that um of Mexico. <laughs> it's, you're cutting off. You're Hold cutting on. Off. <laughs> All so, I heard is that genetic. Yeah, so we did a genetics test. Let me see if you guys got me, caught me, caught me, caught me. Am I clear? You guys can hear me? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Can hear so you. We did a can't see you, can hear you. Um, so what happened was uh, when it came back, the, the test said that we have relatives, blood relatives, bloodline relatives, down in the Sierra Madres of Mexico. And they really? belong to the indigenous tribe, and they belong to the what they call Dayu, or um, Otomi people. And so it, it made me really, like, look at um, how my family was kind of raised in a sense that we have some of these cross-cultural traditions. And I was like, now I really want to learn what I want now because it's like that language is going to show me something. Because it's, it's, a, it's a genetic codex that brings things to life inside us, and that's what they talk about in, in regards to our language. Mm -hmm. So I thought, I was like, dude, I should tell Yindi this. You like flip out. What is it? Dude, yeah, you know more than I do. I've been on the Mexican tribe too, yo. I already thought you were the first person to pop in my head. I don't know why. Was, oh. this, this is really cool, man. You know? <laughs> talking about them Jaguars. Yeah, Jaguars, you know? Yeah. It's, it's because we make it exist, you know, it's like if you film the car, you know, driving by, and then you just fast forward it to where you wouldn't be able to see it, you wouldn't know that it existed. But because it's slowing in time, 
you know that time exists. So time makes us relevant. You know, so it's like that's why I enjoy having time with you guys. You know, it's like yeah, goodbye, good time. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh oh. It's in depth. <laughs> you know, I was gonna talk to you guys about your um about your uh your clothing, your clothing line, clothing label. And uh I was remembering I was reading because uh I think I had gotten into um maybe the wrong field of work. <laughs> I wanna say I probably could get a fashion design, you know. And and mm-hmm. I probably would have, you know, went well with it because I make ties and bags and belts and things like that too. And uh I was reading in Vogue that there was a Ojibwe crew, uh Anishinaabes from up up uh, up north that uh they actually belong to uh Delana White's family, which uh Maggie White's I think that's her granddaughter. Maggie White, the one who invented the jingle dress dance, um, she was featured in Vogue. That they did a in Cosmo, and that somewhere in someone in the um, cutting off again. Hold on. Okay, no problem. I'll wait. Let's let's get back together. Connect. Yeah. Go outside and get up on the roof. <laughs> do something. You got to be moving the moving the server. Green lantern that. Green lantern it. Yeah, got me. Can you hear me? Okay, it's getting better. Okay. Yeah. So um, okay. what I was saying was that. There was a, a clothing line that was put out by the Anishinaabe people from up north, and they got featured in Vogue. They got featured in Cosmo. And uh, I was like, wow, that's amazing. But when they started posting this stuff on Facebook and they started posting on social media, it kind of upset me because there was people that were from the same tribe or in the, in the neighboring tribe, and even some people from the same powwow circuits that they travel over there. And they were saying, oh, all of a sudden, everybody wants to be Indian because a bunch of Indians made themselves famous. You know, and I was like, dang, that was so cold-blooded, you know. <laughs> that was so wrong on so many different levels that someone actually said that, and it was from their own tribe. And then I felt bad because there's other natives that were trying to do that. They were trying to hit the mainstream so that we as indigenous peoples can have that what we call um, indigenous identity called as a part that belongs into that belongs in the world we're not just people that oh they live on the reservation they live in mm. teepees they live in or whatever that's what people think that we do but it's like no we're normal people just like you trying to make a living too mm-hmm. you know but it, it, it really threw me off because i was just like man i go i hope these guys never get treated that way with what they're doing i hope that nobody ever says anything like that to them and then at the same time hope that you guys never forget where you guys came from with it, what the vision of, mm-hmm. you know, your clothing line was, because now those guys, they made, they made hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, all this and that. And it's just like, so what did you do for your people with all those hundreds mm-hmm. of thousands of dollars? You know, it's like, did you give anybody a job? Did you refer anybody? Did you write a, a letter of recommendation at least for someone to mm-hmm. get a job? You know, or did you, did you propose 
your designs to be marketed with some kind of royalties and loyalties so that someone can be a manager or overseer to make sure those that those designs get properly distributed so that that money continues to flow and that somebody has a job monitoring it. You know, like there's so much you can give back to the people with, and I'm just like, but you don't, we, we never heard the, the after effect of them coming into their mini fortune that's and going the, main. That's the hardest thing. You never hear the follow-up or the aftermath or anything after a successful project or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And so it just, it kind of, it kind of made me feel, made me feel some kind of way because me, my, my goal, I'm going to put this out there in the universe and whoever hears it, they, I'm, I'm happy if you hear it. I wanted to do just a small business license with services renders, rendered, make ties and bags and, you know, just accessories and see if I can gain an audience with like the designer from coach or like Louis Vuitton and then sell my designs and just say, I don't want no royalties. I don't want no royalties at all. I'll sell you, I'll sell you my designs for half a million dollars. I want one overseer for a duration of a year and a half. So the design can be put out after that, it's all you guys. Mm. As long as I see one person carrying my bag or wearing one of my belts, I'll be happy. I'm just like, I made a half a million dollars. I'm good. I'm not trying to be a rich person. I just want to just show people, yeah, I can do it. Yeah. And then say, all right, here, check it out. With this, I'll invest somewhere else. This way, people will have a job monitoring what I've given them. This way, they're earning it. So it's just like, mm -hmm. right, hey, you're going to monitor my money. You're going to monitor my stocks. You're going to monitor this. You're going to do, you're going to be a supervisor for this area. And then now you have a job. I did something for my people. Mm -hmm. Cool. You're at it. And then actually list that, you know, put that in an article somewhere that, hey, this is what he did with his half a million dollars. Mm -hmm. He helped his people out. This way, people could see the after effect of the big project, you know. Yeah. This way, like, oh, he just took his money and left. You know, it's like, that's <laughs> like going to a UFC fight. You win like $50,000 in a fight and you just leave, you know. <laughs> like, what? Like, where did he go? He got all bloodied up and just took his money and left, you know. <laughs> Remember so, I told you your tie was featured in a movie or was it a video, a yeah, commercial? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Something like mm -hmm. that. I saw his tie somewhere, and uh, I sent yeah, it to him. I said, "Hey, yeah. look, it's on you." And he was like, "Cool, that's cool, man." And it's yeah, I picked out on it. I really did. I was like, "What?" And I just—I don't even have a picture of that tie. I think I have one picture, and it's like on somebody else's hard drive somewhere. Oh. And I was like, "Dang, dude, it would have been nice to you know have that." But I've seen a lot of my ties up in Canada, which is really strange. I've seen a lot of pictures of people oh, yeah? wearing my ties. Like, dude, call me. I want to tell you the story about that tie. Like, I want to tell you there's a little story behind every tie that I made, you know, where the design came from, how I got inspired by the colors. I still got so, mine. Nobody loves yeah, the I you should, like dude. Captain America and Hulk. Hulk, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, but I want to do a series on my ties one of these days. I, I want to get it done, do the whole Avengers set, and then I want to do, like, oh. a whole, like a whole uh, um, Justice League set and then do some other cross one somewhere down there down the line but I'll, I'll get there one of these days i just have so many other projects that i'm doing all at the same time so i'm kind of like really spread thin but, um, <laughs> make a to-do cool. list and go one by one it helps yeah. then throw it in the trash and no? then rock out oh my god <laughs> <laughs> that's why i'm in charge of the to-do list <laughs> Like I'm looking right now, like I'm looking at the camera, but I'm like I see there's projects like sitting right in front of me. Like I gotta make a sheet. <laughs> right there. There's like whistle bones sitting in front of me. I gotta finish, and 
Like, oh, can you talk about that? Can you talk about that a little bit? The whistle? The whistle bone? Oh, the whistle. Okay, yeah. Okay. Um, kind of caught me off guard, but we can talk about that. Yeah, we can talk about that. So, okay, since we get to talk about that, I get to tell a story. You guys, yes, oh, somebody else's platform and I get to tell a story. This is cool. Right, hopefully we won't get cut <laughs> this, is why we, this is why we brought you on. Just come in clear, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. Fix your antenna. Okay. Yeah. So, um, this is what I was talking about, a fellow, uh, fellow uh, Six Nations guru. Uh, uh, I believe, uh, I think it was Crow Dog shared this story with him, and then he passed the story to me. So, um, his name is, uh, I want to say his name is Adrian Paulus. He was the one who shared the story with me. And uh, he told me, he says, it was a long it was a long time ago, and he says, a lot of these stories take place where, like, the earth was still settling. So, there was a lot of different entities that were ro roaming around. The earth was moving around. And so, he says that there was even monsters and beasts, and there was dinosaurs, things like that. And he said that these monsters were going village to village, and they would hear from their scouts that these monsters were going village to village and they were eating people. And so all the warriors would get armed up. When they would get all armed up, they would go out and they would go try and fight these monsters. So one of the villages got left just with their women, their children, and the old folks. And so when that happened, when that happened was these monsters came into that village and they see one of the great eagles came down and saw that that, that, that village would have gotten decimated. They would have gotten eaten. You know, so when that when that happened, uh, a great eagle, they said he, he landed on the tree of life. At the time, they don't know what the tree of life exactly was. They say, oh, it was a big red, big, great red pine or it could have been a big sequoia, could have been a big cedar tree. It could have been a big conifer of some sort. They knew that it was it was a particular medicine tree. And so that the eagle landed on there and he opened his wings up. When he opened his wings up, he, he yelled and he flapped his wings really hard. They said all the trees turned into spears and they, they went through the monster. They ran the monster through and the monster fell. And the second monster got mad because his buddy just died. But he came and he was going to try and fight the, the eagle. So the eagle raised his head up. When he raised his head up, the sap from the tree fell inside his throat. And when it fell in his throat, he let that whistle sound out with that scream. And when he did that and he flapped his wings, they say that, that that monster, he turned into nothingness. He just vaporized, just turned into nothing. And so the, the great eagle chief, he set, up on the, he set up on the tree and he told the people, when my body is given to you, you can use it for everything. There's medicines in here. Stones for whistles, for stones, for, for medicines, my organs, everything can be used. And so since that day, the people always remember when they found a fallen eagle that that eagle, the great eagle chief, saved them. And so they say that like, all birds came from somewhere. So I say the great eagle chief, the great eagle chief is, is actually like, like a thunderbird. He has all birds in him. And so when, they, when he went away, all the birds separated. They all went to different places. And so it's like, we, I have like, like this is, this is, it's not, it's not, ready for ready to be blown yet but mm -hmm. this is this is a bone right here and then, we use these for spoons too the, oh. that part right there they, they they scoop medicines up with this and they said that this bird helps you and it will feed you with this spoon oh. and, and that that's a hawk right there and then there's an eagle right here 
Eagle bone and hawk bone. Yeah, so I'll show you the difference between the two. So you got. It. Oh, and it's the same body part. The same body part. This is the radial. The radial bone. What they call? They call it the main bone also. But yeah, so we use these sometimes for spoons, scoop up medicine, feed the, we feed our patients with this at doctoring ceremonies. And uh, they'll, they'll actually put water in here too, like a straw. They'll dip this in a bucket and huh? pick the water and feed that, that patient that water. Because the eagle, because the eagle said, use all of me and I'll help you. Mm -hmm. and you can call on me with this. So it says, it's a big thing when you hear one of these whistles go off. They say, it's like you're talking to the creator directly because this eagle can go all the way up past the sun and he brushes the creator's face. And those are prayers that we're sending on this on this eagle. And so when you receive an yeah. eagle feather, it's like you have a, a piece of the creator with you. Uh -huh. So when you have that eagle feather, the pieces you have like the creator's breath or his his sweat, his touch, something touched that eagle because he's taking he's taking prayers off of that eagle and he's taking care of them. So, so when you have one of these eagle feather, all that you have a piece of the creator with you. So these are very very important, very very important in a, in a very yeah. spiritual sense and a very uh, in a very physical sense and even a very metaphysical sense because there's there's um on this bone it's not going to come in that clear but there's there's indentations like these little tiny bumps that go across this whole bone and depending on where it's cut and where that whistle comes from when it's blown they say that these vibrations have what they call a omni sound to them that means they resonate all the way out to pluto so when you're blowing that whistle you can be contacting beings that live way out there, like by Neptune, by Jupiter, by Mars in the Kuiper Belt. You can be contacting that far. So this is why we respect this. It's a very intense medicine when you receive one. So, so you gotta be you gotta be careful. Like some people they're out there and they're just blowing whistles left and right. Don't really know what they're doing, you know. And then it's like you have to activate them too. You have to turn them on. So it's like I can cut this and I can blow it. And that frequency will go out there somewhere, but it's not going to be as strong. I have to actually take this to a ceremony and get it blessed a certain way. There's songs that got to be vibrated into the into the whistle itself so that it reciprocates what it's meant to do. It's supposed to send it back out. So that's, that's what we do with these things. You got to turn them on, you know, like a light switch. In order for the light to be shown, you have to turn it on. So that's uh, that's how I was taught about these these uh, particular instruments. You know, and and just like the eagle feathers, people earn it or is yeah. gifted by someone. Mm -hmm. Okay. What it is, it's just, it's, it's it's earned, it's it's given. Um, like when I received mine, I received like nine. I received a literal like a bundle, like a bundle that thick of just nine different hawks. And an elder told me, when you make a whistle, that's when you're going to be ready. Nobody ever taught me how to make it, so I was said I broke them, I cut them open, oh. bent them, pulling the cord, like man, sitting thinking about it, like oh man, I'm gonna keep it season, so crooked because of that. Hockey, eagle teeth. So yeah, and then um, this one day I made one and I called them up and said, hey, I did it. It was okay. Now you got to bring that to ceremony and we'll activate it for you. This is going to be your way of life. And the way I was taught too up north, they they used to use those during war too. So they would they would when they would signal each other left or right, right, right or left. Um, particular move we call it flanking movements, things like that. 
So a leader would have a whistle, and he was he would send a certain whistle out, and the other leader over on the right hand or the left hand, they would hear that and they would know that was a signal. And they would, we would engulf our enemies that way. So some of them they call them war whistles, some of them call them prayer whistles, some of them call them just just a whistle. Someone say it's just a contact mechanism. It's kind of like a walkie-talkie talking to each other from point. And so mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's how I was taught about about um, those those whistles that way. So we respect it. Oh. We respect it because it's a tool, and um, it has multiple purposes: spiritual purposes, physical purposes, and then metaphysical purposes, which are mm-hmm. now being, you know, documented in science that vibration and frequency actually weigh something actually affects us in a certain kind of way so it's a beautiful thing beautiful thing to learn energy exists what (laughs) yeah really really. i I turned a whole you know i made a racetrack out of pure energy and you're not impressed (laughs) (laughs) thank you for sharing that that was interesting yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. would you want to share anything else for now Um, or something that you Feel this is like what it's... I have, you know, um, I want to talk, uh, I wanted to say, I was trying to get, get something out in regards to you guys, you know, I'm glad that, that. Ah, you're cutting off again, wait, wait. Pending, loading, buffering, FBI is watching us right now, everybody. Oh, I think he is. The wind knocked his antenna out. <laughs> uh oh. I think I'm gonna have to do it over again. Pull it out. Oh, I'll take him off and then bring it back on. Yep. He's off. See what happens? You don't charge your phone. That's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's some serious stuff with the whistles, and you know, you gotta activate certain type of medicine out there. And it's very important that you get that done, too, because you just don't get stuff off the shelf or you just make stuff just to make it. And there's certain protocols you have to follow and go buy. Yeah, go buy it off the freaking vendors or whatever. I mean, it's all the intention, too, what we like to talk about and what we share. I mean, a lot of stuff, too, you know, we can't really be sharing Mm -hmm. like this. And that's why I'm like, share what you could share. Yeah, what you can. There's certain Mm -hmm. things. Because that's that certain person's particular ceremony or their particular way that means something to them within their heart. So that means a lot too. So let me see if I can find this guy or not. If he just disappeared on us. Or. No, go back to his. Um, well, if he's not even on oh, there, there is. We got a requested. Michael, what happened? Get back in. Request it. Can you request this, Michael? The underscore. There we go. Waiting on you, man. Had to hold down. Oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah. I said, see what happens? You don't charge your phone? man. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Just, yeah. You would think that technology would get better as we got, you know, further yeah. into I said the FBI cut us off. Right. <laughs> no, but I was just I was just saying too about particular protocols you have to follow with, you know, activating different types of medicines too. That you mm-hmm. can't just go get it off the shelf vendor and whatever. I mean, there's a particular little nudge you have to go, or it's going to be a certain type of bad medicine, even if it's intent or not. 
know, there's certain types of breaks or whatever that's in it. And you know, we can only share a certain amount of type with, um, you know, the culture aspect, mm -hmm. the historic aspect of it, and even the spiritual aspect of it, because that's ours. It's me yeah. and that connection with that whistle. I mean, there's only certain protocols that I can share with you because that's mine, you know, to protect me. <laughs> Right, so certain right. type of ceremonies. Yeah. Um, what I was going to get at, I, ha I had made notes. Um, it was in regards to, uh, you know, spending time with you guys and understanding, you know, where you guys come from and actually putting a view saying this is a family going forward with their life and attaining something good for you guys. And I, I really thought about that. It was just like, you know, people, people, I always see this in like, in um, people's posts about, about like um, people who are loyal and things like that, you know, and it, it drives me nuts because anyone can be loyal. Anybody, literally, you can you can um, be there for anybody, anyone, at any given moment in time, and support them in any which way you possibly could. But what I found out is, someone can easily drop you. After all your faithful years in service that you've ever been around your family, they will drop you for somebody. Mm -hmm. They will drop you for somebody that they've known maybe for 40 days. <laughs> and like, wow, you know. And it's sad. It's just because the, the mantra of the human conditioning about what it is to be popular, what it is to be, you know, uh, in the spotlight, in the limelight, those kinds of things. People buy off on that. You know, that, hey, look, this person is popular. They're a champion. They're a this. They're a movie star. They're a rapper. You know, and all of a sudden, they just forget who their real, real friends are. You know, you know um, off of that, too, I watched your last live, and I remember yeah. you saying that stuff, too, about the certain type of, you know, savior, right? That person's yeah. going to save me, and that person's going to help me and benefit me because I need to be saved or I'm waiting on someone else to save me. Like that, yeah. right? Yeah, like that. And I was just like, wow. It made me, yeah. it, it, I had to turn inside out <laughs> and back inside out again. And I was just like, man, I go, look at that. I go, no, that's amazing. you know. And then it when you put value to it, like there's a family that one of my grandfathers prophesied about that was going to help me through my struggle of reintegrating here into California and then reintegrating into the civilian sector. And I didn't believe it at first. And then all of a sudden, this family stuck around and they still stuck around. They continued to stuck around. And even when I was pushing them away, they were like, we're here to help you. Uh -huh. And then I put two and two together and I was like, oh. And like, I can't really tell the details of the ceremony because no, it's that's a okay. ceremonial thing. But right. those individuals exist because of that prophesied, you know, that being prophesied. And I was just like, wow, because to this day, they helped me the most. They really have. They've been, they've been constant supporters. They come and visit. They, they'll, they'll make sure even some of my bills are paid, and I didn't even ask for that. You know, so I was just like, wow, it's, it's crazy like that. But overall, you know, I was, I was, I think about you guys, and I was just like, wow, out of, the, out of the blue, you know, you guys, just like, hey, we wanna, we wanna have this, we wanna have this, uh, this podcast going, and I was like, wow, you know what? Because I know I miss you guys, and, and I may not express that, I may not express that a lot, but. I know that we all have lives, you mm -hmm. know, we have family, we have jobs and we yeah. have things we need to consider. And it's just like I'm not gonna be a bug and like you know, like, hey, what's up, man? How come you guys don't text me back or how come you guys don't send me back or blah, blah, blah. I know people got lives, you know. You guys gotta be real because the way I see it, 
fake people got a lot of time on their hands as they're constantly complaining about real people and they can constantly compose like 15 times oh. in like 45 minutes about complaining about complaining that's just like what <laughs> about complaining you know so, but that that was one of the things about about loyalty i was thinking about i'm just like wow you know of all people I don't have very many friends and then I have Johnny and Yindi asking me to be on this podcast. I was like, wow, I, f- I felt really like, I was like crying before all. I was like, damn, man. Like, You're a friend. Okay. They remembered me. I was a crybaby. It's okay. Crying is okay. <laughs> I'm a sister. Loud, loud, dude. I'm like, oh, my face is still shiny from all my tears. And stuff. I was like, <laughs> but um, I no, thought that course. was beautiful. We- we completely understand that too like we see it like people have lives we can't just depend on uh to live our lives by waiting for other people um blowing again oh oh i hope you can hear me this thing on mm. we're gonna get any strain of thought <laughs> there you go okay there he is yeah we we completely understand and if you're a friend you're our friend you're our friend. Like we're not gonna forget about anybody. We're not gonna go. To, we're not gonna forget about you. You're our friend for life, and um, mm-hmm. we're we're honored and we're happy to have you on here. And because we know you know a lot of stuff too, so it's pretty cool. Like to share more stuff with one another. Hey, our daughter, our daughter learned how to do this. So when we're in the car, she goes, "Mama, mama." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I didn't. Um, I wanted to leave. I wanted to like, if we were to close out, like, I just wanted to leave. I guess everyone, even us, because maybe we forget, and because I know I do sometimes. And um, you know, being of mixed descent, you know, now that we find we found out, we got technology. You know, I'm, I'm like, you know, got we have Mexican tribes in our in our family, and we have, you know, we're from up north, Seneca people, and we have you know, Mascalero Apache. Mm-hmm. And that's a big mix. You know, we have a little bit of Italian somewhere in there. And um, I sit and think about, um, like, our our identification as indigenous peoples, you know, how do we acknowledge our, how do we acknowledge ourselves as our identification as being a person that's brought up this way? You know, we're just brought up. This way. We didn't ask to be brought up this way. We just, it fell into the cards. The universe brought us up this way and put us in the mix. Even if you learn it later, you're still being brought up in that way. You're learning it. And I thought about it like, how do we think about American indigenous identity, okay, and its intersection, and its intersections with other racial identities? How do we, how, how are we supposed to think about that? Because we have natives that from north, from Canada, that marry like an Aztec dancer that's from Mexico. And they have kids, you know. So how do we? How are we supposed to think about that when we have these bias? When we have these separations amongst registered natives and non-registered natives, city natives mm. and reservation natives. You know, these are these are finite lines of separation where we actually have to think about: okay, who's brought up with what? Some a lot of reservation Indians think, "Oh, I'm Indian because I live on the res." But they do, everybody wants to be Indian until there's some Indian stuff to do, you know? And it's like, and they don't do nothing Indian, See, you know? Right, right there, too. That's what I like to tell people also, like, 
you know how the foreigners come to America and they know more than the Americans do? Like, like when they get their green card and those quizzes and everything of who the president yeah. was or who's, what's this right here? That's what I compare it to of, um, because most of those resonators don't really understand or comprehend a certain subject that, you know, what it takes for spiritual, like you just said, oh, I'm Indian, and that's it. That's it. Okay, what are you practicing? What's a certain thing? You know, um, do you need language or whatever? That's how yeah. I kind of compare it to the regular day person of that particular subject. A lot of people don't know that <laughs> about America, really, too. Yeah, so I wanted to leave that out there. You know, how do we think about American indigenous identities and its intersections with other racial identities? You know, this way, when we're here, we're not forgetting about that. When we're here talking amongst each other, if people are listening, we're not forgetting about them either. We're not excluding them and just saying, hey, hey, this is just an Indian podcast. You know, we're just like, hey, there are intersections of history. There are cross-cultural histories. And we do share similarities. And a lot of people talk about to all my relations and don't even know what that actually would be. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are so hypocrites. You guys are totally, you guys are putting, turning bias into racism. And you guys are being hypocrites with that that phrase. Don't say it if you don't know what it means. And so the, the, that's my concern with people because I love people. And all I want is the the best for everyone. Mm -hmm and for them to find the best version of themselves to be a better person, especially as indigenous peoples, we have stuff that's so rooted that goes back up to the very making of, of our particular tribe, our particular being, particular makeup. We should be proud of that. Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping that with this, um, with the podcast and sharing stories with other people that we can bring that let's say like bring that will to other people like you're indigenous you're powerful you can learn or it's in you and like you said like you know there's indigenous people all over the world it's not just like one is right one is wrong right. we all have similarities thank you for bringing that up that's a really good one stop hoarding information <laughs> yeah exactly um i will continue to not hoard him Thank you. What does that word mean again? That's a really big vocabulary word right there. <laughs> vocabulary is a big word too. Man. <laughs> but yeah, I just wanted to I wanted to um put that out there and just leave that with the people and say, you know, really think about yourself. Really mm -hmm. evaluate yourself and really try and under yourself understand yourself first where you come from. And then the the only way that I think that we can we can bridge gaps in regards to um is kind of treat understanding and empathy with love you know have a little bit of patience for the person that's still learning and then have a little patience for the person that probably thinks they know everything and have a little bit of patience with the person that's trying to be the teacher and trying to share it the best way they can because we're not all good teachers but we do try and mm -hmm. if you have a passion for it you really do try like you really emphasize that that kind of um, teaching for everybody so that's what I want to bring up in that regard. You know, how do how do we i how do how do we think about our about our American indigenous identities, and um, it's it's called intersections with other racial identities, because like I said we have a long history, and it's like now we've just debunked, you know, the whole um, land bridge theory, and we're finding out that 
our people lived here 10,000 you know, 10, years ago with a culture and a writing system, mm -hmm. you know? Wow. And the know? numbers. Yeah. Uh -huh. Right. <laughs> it's, it's, codex and things like that. So it's, it's a beautiful thing that if we can interconnect and have empathy with one another, a little bit of patience with one another on how each other's learning is and see from everybody else's moccasins that in time, you know, as an indigenous peoples, we'll, we will be able to, um, unify and not see each other as like i hear it all the time it's like a lot of my friends from up north like all oh, those mexicans all oh, those mexicans i'm just like you know that the mexicans make up 65 percent of the indigenous world <laughs> yeah. so you guys need to evaluate yourself you know in regards to that but um that's it like i said we can leave that out there and then that'll be a whole nother cast and then we can go ahead we can stem off a whole nother you know uh, minutes of of yeah. answering that different angles you know? but i want to leave that out there for you guys and and uh we and, can touch uh, on that much. next time we'll have another another conversation yeah. and we, that will be our subject yeah definitely we could do that um it's already solved man we're something else categorized already <laughs> yeah. what's going on <laughs> just <laughs> shut it all down <laughs> i don't know what to say that's probably why we're getting shut down. They don't want us to say that. Like, oh, there's something else. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Our star yeah. ancestors are coming to save us before they're shutting us down, man. <laughs> hey, um, going back to um, when you said that there was a designer that got featured on Vogue and Cosmo, mm -hmm. um, we and, and how they were getting critique, right? You said that yeah. they were getting critique. Um, so far, we we haven't we haven't gotten any critique, um, but I think it's because we keep it neutral. We don't hit any like major designs, or we don't go and use a sacred design from a tribe too. Like we keep it pretty neutral. Um, but I think us being us, like you said, like you know, we bring in that good vibe, I guess. Um, but we we've been blessed enough that we've been okay. We haven't gotten like we haven't gotten it bad or have had anybody um, claim something that we've put out there because um, again we use. You want to teach me the Indian, huh? Come on. Oh my god. <laughs> 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 we make we make stuff that it's everyday wear and it's like neutral patterns. So um, I think the only thing we might get critique from is from doing the podcast or speaking on subjects that others don't want to speak on and, <laughs> and us having a platform where we can freely speak on things without being crit criticized or trying to come to a medium like as to what we're speaking on but right. um, we've been we've been blessed and everything's been okay on that part but we're not going to forget anybody if we make it big we're going to bring everybody along with us and one of my original and i still want to do this um but how everything's going on now i don't know things may change up a little bit but my original idea was like as the business got bigger i wanted to hire indigenous people i wanted if if we're still up if we go back to tuli i think we will we will move back on, but I wanted to hire people that if they wanted to sew, I'll teach them. If they want to go into financing, um, into the, fine, yeah, uh, let's say like accounting, like, okay, you want to learn that? Like, we can give you some experience on that with our business, or if you want to learn fashion, like, okay. Entrepreneurship, I love on, like, entrepreneurship. 
I'll help you mm -hmm. out, you know, like I wanted cannabis. Let's I do want it. to empower others so they learn Stop. and know and they can if they want to venture out with that, like that's good. Like I want to teach you so you can grow and make something of that at make something of that for yourself and grow on. Um and mm -hmm. I mean right now with the pandemic we can't do much with that, but that's still something that I wanted to do. It's just like you said, you know, like <clears throat> helping others, like what are you gonna leave behind? And that was one right. of our, our our major things to do. Mm hmm That's great. That's wonderful. You know, in time I'm I'm crossing my fingers. I'm hoping you exactly just we can all lift each other up mm -hmm. and, and empower your group and then your group can empower you know, your sect and then your sect can in, empower your community and then just keep growing. That's, yeah. That's, 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 so, yeah. But um, thank you guys once again um, for having me on board. Nice. And yeah. it's, it's, it's lovely. And I'm, I'm glad to see you guys. It's good to catch up, share some laughs. And just, you know, nice yourself on here. This, just is my, like, this is my 12K tax write-off for business, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Have one more and let me borrow them. <laughs> Keep it. He's a rule, man. Look at that. Mr. Moon, you for real. Anything else you want to say or speak on? No, we covered a lot, man. A lot. Okay. Um, this might be kind of random to throw In out conclusion. there. No, wait, wait, wait. This In might be conclusion. kind of random to throw out there at the end of everything. But yeah. um, I wanted to bring this up earlier um, wow. in regards to PTSD. Right. I've always heard of it, and I knew people struggle with it. I know that it's not something made up. I know it's something that, they, that people live with, that you live with, that you've, uh, stuff that you've experienced in real life, like it comes to you or you still like relive it. I didn't fully understand it until I was watching, and it's cliche to say that I saw it in the movie, but the yeah. way that it was explained and made out in the movie, it finally clicked to me. Like, oh my God, like it's crazy how people with PTSD, no matter what it is, how they see it, how it plays out in their mind and how you're trying to learn how to live life on a daily basis, cope with these, cope with, I wouldn't, um, would you say, would demons be a bad word or a right yeah, word or? We call it, it's just the, a generalism of saying it's, you know, multiple facets of things with multiple angles uh -huh. in which you're, you're experiencing, let's put it that way. Okay. Yeah, and and I was just like, man, that is crazy how what it actually is and how it play like how it happens. And I didn't really understood it understood it or have the respect for people. Not like it's hard to explain. I'm trying to use the right words. I don't want to be disrespectful um, yeah, yeah. and sound naive, but it's I, you're strong. Let me just say that you're so strong to be able to deal with that, trying to cope with it and still live your life and trying to control yourself. And that's tough. And so I get like, I have so much respect for you. Um, just trying to deal with it and, and trying to cope with it and trying to go about it like the spiritual way to deal with it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, again, I'm not trying to sound naive or be disrespectful, yeah. but um, oh, you already passed that. Shut way. up. <laughs> but uh, man, that's uh, that's so crazy. Like how how <clears throat> it is, or yeah, how it is, or what you're dealing with. Um, and somebody asked what the movie was. Um, I already forgot what it was called. Um, <laughs> one of those forgetful things, you know, yeah, yeah. that's happening. Just to interject on, on like PTSD, we, we say post-traumatic stress disorder, okay? So mm-hmm. we, us as military um, people, I would say, on in any branch, we experience this because you are what they call sacrificing your humanitarian, your, your hum, yeah, your, your humanism, I would say. Um, and you're dehumanitizing because there's protocols that allow governing within a giant mass of humans under one small place. And so when that happens, those protocols such as, you know, you can sleep when you die. They tell us that a lot. You know, the body only needs five hours of sleep to be functional for the next 72 hours. So you only need five hours of sleep and you can sleep for 72 hours. It hurts. You have to condition your body that way. They tell you, like, um, let me see, pain is weakness leaving the body. You know, they train us that way. And so the reason why we push ourselves to the extreme when we do extreme things is because we believe it and we have to believe it in order for the mission to continue. The mission is paramount. They tell us that, too. The mission is paramount. So nothing else matters but the mission to get the mission done. Not life. Life doesn't even matter. So that's what it is. It's just, and then even in our cadence, we talk when we're singing songs. We're singing songs about how our funeral is going to be. Oh. You know, we, we sing those kind of things, and it dehumanizes us, so we don't feel anything about those. Things. They tell us too when you see a marine get shot down or whatever, you don't you don't go get him. You go get his weapon. You get his ammo. You pack that stuff up. You leave him there. We'll come back for you later. You know, we're not going to leave anybody behind. But hey, guess what? If you're dead. That's a rifle down. We don't need another rifle down. We don't need somebody kneeling and crying over somebody's dead body. We need guns on the field. We need ammo to continue the fight because the mission is paramount. You see what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. And then to come back or get out of that state of mind, mm-hmm. that's that's hard, isn't it? Or it's just like... They don't tell us how to turn it off either. They don't tell mm-hmm. us how to, they, they, they just have to turn it on real easy. You know, real easy. But they don't tell us how to turn it off. And so for my fellow veterans, those have been in combat or those who have experienced what they call, you know, that traumatic disorder, it's difficult to reintegrate because we think that everything, because of our social norm, it's a whole different culture. Mm-hmm. Our social norm is just that, you know, it's like, you're going to talk to me a certain way. Guess what? You're sounding like a drill instructor or you're sounding like somebody's in charge. So mm-hmm. guess what? We're probably going to talk right back to you the same way. You come off rude, we're going to come back, come back even ruder, you know. If you're BSing us, we went to school to learn how to BS. So we become master BSers so that when cameras are in front of us, we don't get in trouble for, you know, uh, shooting a guy in the ear because we just wanted to shoot him in the ear, you know, just to make him hurt. You know, so we know how to tell a lie, really politi- politically correct lie because we, got, we get taught these things. So these things are unnatural in this world, in this sector. Uh-huh. We call it the civilian sector. So uh-huh. it's hard for us to reintegrate. So we have to relearn we have to unlearn the things we learned and then we have to go about our day and then some of these things echo 
we hear them all the time because it's repetition. Every day of our life, it's the same thing, repetition, repetition, repetition. Uh -huh. That's the only way a person learns those protocols yeah. is by repetition. Same words, same exact words. You know, I can tell you the whole... I can tell you the whole cycling of the M16A2 storage rifle because that's how many times I heard it. And it's like, I just said that in the fastest sentence I could possibly ever said it in because I've heard it that way. The cycling <laughs> mode of the M16A2 service rifle, like what? Like, why do I still know that? I'm 42 years old. I got out in 2006. <laughs> what? Like, why do I still know that? It's useless information. But we get taught that because we have to understand the cycling mode of the M16A2 service rifle. In case there's a jam, we have to know how to get that weapon uh, back up. And you see what I mean? So all these things are still there. And so for you to understand where I'm coming from, what some of us experience is, it's like, it's like Johnny right behind you. That's what it is. That, that's what it is. Someone like in your ear. over me? Yes. Someone in your ear telling you how to act, how to dress, oh. how to feel how to pour a coffee, how to drink the coffee, how to pour the coffee out, how to clean the pot, how to where to put the pot at, where to put the coffee machine maker at, where to put the coffee. Everything has its place, its protocol, it's covered in the it's stored away. It's all these things that we get caught. I'm gonna grab him and then you grab him. That particular set of principles in regards to in regards to the structure keeps us aware, alert, and organized. But in this day and age, when we're out here, we don't need that anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we deserve to relax. We deserve to leave our bed messy. We deserve to, you know, <laughs> hey, leave a dish in the sink. We'll get to it later, you know. But yeah. not, No, not you, though. Not you. <laughs> these, uh, these things are difficult. And because it's just, it's like a person that's right there. They tell us how we're supposed to act all the time, how we're supposed to be. So the best way I ever heard it was, Either you can live with a person in your ear the whole time telling you what to do, or you can see it like a deck of cards. Oh. A deck of cards, you're gonna, you can deal with a deck of cards. You can reshuffle it. You can reorganize oh. it. Sometimes you'll get a good hand, and you might just have a good day. Mm -hmm. Other times, you might have to play the small numbers to stay in the game. Other times, you just might have to fold and say, you know what, I'm not having a good day. You know, this is not my game today. Mm -hmm. And then go back reshuffling and wait till you get a good hand all over again. So if you see it like a deck of cards. Cutting out. Uh-oh. No! <clears throat> I'm going to change it. Still there? There you go. There you go. All right, go. Then, um, and, and then, like I said, you can, you can reshuffle, but it's all choice. It comes down to choice. If you, if you choose to live with the person next to you going about your day and it messes up your day and it, it feels really terrible because you're just constantly, you know, you're even wor worried about how you're turning right, how you're turning left, because that all those things are still there. Versus if you have that deck of cards, you can reshuffle anytime, you know, and it's okay to just lay them down and say, okay, I fold. I'm not in it today. I'll get back to this game another time. And that's the best way I ever got taught how to deal with PTSD. Makes and sense. I try to tell my fellow veterans, try yeah. to tell my fellow veterans, hey, just reshuffle the deck because you can deal with it. You're not living with PTSD. 
you're dealing with PTSD. Oh. And so it takes just a little bit of time, but you have to see it that way. There's those three things. You got a good hand, you got to work the small numbers, or you just got to fold. And it's okay to do those things. And then it's okay not to be okay. Except that a lot of the time we try to be all macho. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a lot of sense though. Breaking up again, but being okay with the okay to fail and everything too. That's a big no, understanding. Understatement too. This thing on? There you are. Gotcha. Yeah, they're gonna... Dude, don't talk. No, Sorry, don't talk the roof. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta be all macho and things like that, you know. We're all, we're all military, you know. We're, we're airmen, we're soldiers, we're marines, we're sailors. We try to be all tough, mm -hmm. things like that. But we have to accept that it's okay not to be okay, you know. And it's hard because we're not taught that, mm -hmm. and when we're in there, we're taught to just, you know, fight the good fight. The mission is paramount. So for those of you guys heard that part, you know. You know, if you're dealing with veterans around you, you know, greet them, say hello, welcome back, welcome home, you know, give them a meal and say, hey, it's okay not to be okay if you need someone to talk to you, you know, we're here. You know, I may not know exactly what you're going through and it may not be okay, but I have an ear and I'll do my best. You know, and that's, that's all you can do. That's just a short-term thing. And if a person wants help, there's plenty of outsourcing to, to find it, you know, the VA has Via hotlines, veteran hotlines, there's there's counselors, there's all that free. So you can you can uh, inform your fellow veterans and them. And some of us, it's hidden. It's hidden. We we hurt a lot of the time. You know, we're broken inside, but you'll never know. We hide it very well because we're taught that. We're taught how to hide those things really well. So this is like you now older veterans are now realizing that they they've gone through stuff. So you know, just FYI, I wanted to feed that part of the you know what you what you what you had expressed in regards to PTSD and there's civilian versions of it too. There's civilian versions of my dad. He suffers from PTSD because mm -hmm. his father would be like, used to beat him up and throw him out the window and do like crazy stuff. And, you know, he didn't know any better. And now you know, later on in life, he's just like, bam, my, my dad used to do some crazy stuff to us, you know? And this is why he's scared of riding motorcycles and things like that, because it's just, he's getting thrown out the window. You know? <laughs> so it's like, dang, you know, I guess it feels like that to him riding a motorcycle feels like flying out the window, you know? So, you know, mm -hmm. there's those things to deal with. So, you know, it, it's, it's, it's to deal with, like I said, not, it's not a, um, I'd rather not live with it. I'd rather be able to deal with it. So that's how, that's how I put it. So much love to you guys. Um, thank you for having me aboard. And you know what I always say? What? Let us close it out. You're our guest. You know what I say? You know what I say? What? At the end of everything, this what? is what I say because it's really cool, okay? It's really cool. <laughs> That's why you want to close it out, huh? No, because you know, it's really cool, though, you know? But, <laughs> <laughs> so I learned this, but I kind of refined it myself. I say okay. every letter, every word, every noise, every sound, every movement, every gesture, every expression has a meaning. When you apply that to every breath of your life, the world outside the door is an undiscovered country. So it's like when you break Thanks. it down, it's intense, man. It's just like, wow, I know how to speak ant now because of it. You know, I know how to speak bird now because I, I did that. Like I paid attention, you know, because listening is not just listening with your ears. It's listening with your eyes, feeling, feeling with your sight. 
Mm-hmm. You know, people don't understand what those things mean. But to mm-hmm. indigenous people, we didn't have dictionaries and thesaurical layouts of how structured writing and meanings of things are supposed to be. Our simplicity was our complexity. So we knew how to feel those things. This is why we could talk to animals and things like that, because we paid attention to those things. Mm-hmm. We don't even have doors. <laughs> yeah, <blankets. laughs> yeah <right>. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it just came in it didn't knock and like, there's a bear in my house okay here and what let me see your curtains <laughs> he looks like he's hungry <laughs> yeah no, the, I always 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 in my stories with that just so that um when you apply it there's a there's a whole it's it's just like it's like animal planet you know it's just like i think i've watched ants for like two hours one time <laughs> i'm just like blown away i was just like wow just because i said that you know every letter every word because they move their heads and they talk to each other and they tap the ground and mm-hmm. that's how they communicate they, they make tapping sounds they have a song in their in their, uh-huh. their legs they're speaking to one another that way and they're giving each other instructions on where's what and how to keep the the flow of things and it's like wow you know they actually move around like we do like when i talk i talk with my hands that's gesturing they're actually doing that they're actually mm-hmm. gesturing talking a language when you pay attention you're like wow i think i know what they're saying you could figure it out you know so <laughs> wow. to put that out there in that way in a, in a very big um, application so. you got it mm-hmm. i'm she took off <laughs> close <laughs> us out andy Let's go. Let's go. Get this kid off of me. (laughs) Okay. Michael, thank you again for um, getting on here with us. We will do this again. We will touch on the, um, how did you say it? American Indigenous? Uh, How how we should think about um, American Indigenous identity and its intersections with other um, racial identities there you go we will touch on <laughs> we will touch on that and um everybody that was viewing thank you for tuning in you can follow michael at the underscore road underscore underscore soda he does lies he tells stories he just shares his mind on there they're very educational like the way he thinks too is smart go ahead follow him um, we will post this on YouTube later on. It'll be on our indigenous traditions. And if you have any questions, I guess message us. But thank you for tuning in. Mm-hmm. Anything right else on. you want to say, Michael? How to finish up? No, yeah, hey, guys, stay safe. Wear your mask. Stay blessed. Wash your hands. Wash your washer. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. All right, guys. Much love, right? Yeah. Thank you, Michael. We saw. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Peace.